Hi, and thank you for tuning in to McDowell Mountain Community Church's podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you can be notified when we upload our latest message. We hope the message you hear today is encouraging to you as you navigate your week. Be blessed. Uh, Lean on me when you're not strong. Because we all need friends, don't we? And when we need friends, if, if, like when we need friends, if we don't have them, we feel all alone. And that isolation, that loneliness can have, I mean, just brutal consequences in our life. Uh, the, the Surgeon General has been talking about this. Different countries have done different things. There's like a uh, minister of loneliness in a couple countries around the world, and our Surgeon General started speaking of it and talking about some stats. I just want you to see some stats, and I promise we're going to get somewhere. Stay with me. Um, average American reports to only having two real friends in their life, and 47% report having no deep, meaningful relationships. That's a problem. That's a challenge to not have deep, meaningful relationships. From 2003 to 2020, time spent engaged with friends fell by 20 hours. That's five hours a week that we were used to spending time with people engaged in community that we've disengaged from, that we've stepped back from. In 20 years, 20 hours in a month, there are two peaks of loneliness, they say, with all this research that they're doing. Uh, One is kind of the young adults, like the 15 to 24-year-old range, and then older adults are experiencing like a high level of loneliness and isolation. And what's interesting on the health side of this is that persistent loneliness has been tied to higher rates of heart disease, stroke. There are literally health and physical challenges that come when we disconnect from one another. Isn't that interesting? Scripture talks a lot about relationship, and uh, one of the things that God says early on in Scripture, through Scripture, is he says it's not good for you to be alone. It is not good for you to be alone. It's not good for me to be alone. We were created with deep relational needs to be with one another, and what's interesting in our world, and this is probably true at some level for you, it definitely was for me. As I was growing, I actually believed that the the healthiest way I could live my life was as an independent human being. Independent. And what I'm learning is I actually need people in my life. That I cannot live independently very long before I realize how much I'm missing in life. Joy, hope, love, like all of those things. Now, um, the Surgeon General laid out a plan for us to address loneliness. And I want you just to get a glimpse of this. And um, it's, it's just interesting. There's six ideas, six thoughts from our Surgeon General and this team that came together. Um, national strategy on loneliness, social infrastructure like libraries and parks. So invest some more money in libraries and parks, libraries where you can't talk to each other, where they tell you to be quiet <laughs> and not say anything to each other. Like That's going to help the connection. <laughs> I just found that funny, and that was the first one on the list. Um, Number two, pro-connection policies throughout government legislation. So um, as is true with any government, uh, legislation is a priority, and so the idea of legislating some things that would help connection, uh, maybe that would help. Number three, uh, mobilize the health sector to address medical needs of loneliness. So like, let's get around, like, what are some of the things that happen as consequences of 
this lack of connection, and let's like, address those health things. And then number four, uh, reform digital environments, so evaluate technology, and like, let's dig into that a little bit more. And then number five, uh, more research into loneliness. Like, let's dig in and find out more about loneliness. And that might be incredibly helpful. And then you get to number six, and I'm like, yes, like, cultivate a culture of connection. Why isn't that number one? Like the idea that we need to develop uh, and, and, and cultivate, build areas of connection so that people can actually step into deep relationship. Church, that's what the church is. Like we are a community, and as a community, we are called to live in a similar fashion to that of Jesus Christ who was willing to humble himself, wash the feet of his disciples, building relationships that would last, deep, meaningful relationships. Listen, I know this about you, I know this about me, we need each other, and we are so much better together than we are apart. Um, Duke University, uh, Cornell University has been doing this research on what can we do to address this loneliness challenge, and so they've been pouring a ton of money into AI companion robots, and the idea is let's create some robots that could be companions to people. Now, I'm not saying like that's the worst idea in the world because anything's better than nothing. So we're pouring all this money, but you get to the bottom of their research, Duke and Cornell, and this is their final conclusion was the best solution is real friendship. <laughs> and I was like, that, like, you don't even have to go to Duke. Like, and spend all that money on the, like, the education side, which is super important. All that's really important in research, and I'm not bashing it. Some of it I just find funny. Um, we need each other. You need people in your life. I need people in my life that we can, we can trust. One, two, three, four, three, two. Like, like, we need people that we can trust and dig in with because deep friendships are a fundamental need for every single human being in this world. You need friends. Deep, and I don't mean just like acquaintances, because we all probably have some acquaintances. Like, you need deep friends. And one of the challenges of talking about this kind of thing is there's some people in the room, like right now, who you're surrounded by other people, but you feel all alone. You feel like the weight of this in different ways. And part of the, the challenge for a church community is to bear one another's burdens and feel that for one another. To recognize when we need to become friends, the kind of friends that are meaningful and lasting because there are people around us every single day. Hey, and if we're honest, some of us who look like we're surrounded by friends aren't surrounded by friends and we're longing for it. Um, life is just better together. It's just better together, no matter what you do. I, I, I know everybody has different hobbies in the room. How many of you, uh, golf is one of your hobbies? Anybody have a golf hobby? That's it? That's all that's gonna like, say it in front of other people. I, I love golf, I, I really like to golf. Um, it's also very frustrating, it brings out anger in me and things that you know, are unbecoming. But here's the deal, I, I rarely golf by myself 
Because for me, golf is about connecting with the people around me. And like every now and then I'll go out and just spend some time doing it. But, but golf is so much better with other people to make fun of you when you hit it into the desert. <laughs> to look for your ball for like a minute and then go, Matt, you're never finding that ball. Nobody's ever hit a ball out here that far. Like it's just better together. Life is better together. And here's something that we're learning more and more like we are formed, our character is formed by the people we spend the most time with. Friendships aren't just good in that they provide a person to lean on. Friendships and relationships and communities become the thing, the, the way that God forms us into the people he called us to be. In Proverbs, uh, this is in your journal as well, in Proverbs it says this, walk with the wise and become wise. That's true. You want to become wise in life? Surround yourself with wise people. Hang out with fools and become a fool. That's my translation. Hang out with fools and become a fool. Like, get into trouble. This is, this is important for our kids, for our high school, middle school kids. This is true for us adults Come on, who's with me? This is important for you, and it's important for me. Like, the people that we surround ourselves with, the people that we begin to invest in, like, those people are forming us into something. Craig Rochelle, I love how he says this, um, and, I, and I believe it to be true. He says, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. You show me who your friends are that you're spending time with, and you're gonna get a glimpse of what your future is gonna look like. And if you don't have friends... Your future is going to be one of loneliness and isolation and pain, which is why this is so important to talk about and to practice and to, to take risk in order to enter into these relational circles. And here's the deal with relational circles. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't spend time with people who do crazy things. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you've got to be really intentional because the relational circles we're a part of we will have an opportunity to influence those circles, but we will be greatly influenced by those that are in the circle. And the key, the difference there is our intentionality in it. That's, that's what begins to form our characters when we pay attention to what's going on around us and who we're with and those kind of things. So we're going to talk about some squad goals. And today, I'm just going to lay a, a, a short foundation. And um, I did something really cheesy how many of you are into cheesy? Nobody is. Okay, go with me. Um, I don't do this very often, but I created an acronym, and I did this for a specific reason. I took the word friend, and I'm, I'm building out some ideas and thoughts based on some scripture, and specifically in the Proverbs. And um, the reason I wanted to do this and be all cheesy this morning is because I want us to take a little bit of time to focus in on what it means to be a good friend, to have a good squad and to maybe invite God's spirit to convict us of ways that we're not being good friends to those who need good friends in their life. Does that make sense? So are you okay with a little bit of cheese to get us to that point? Okay, so that's what we're gonna do. Um, here we go. The first one, friends, like we're gonna do friends, like F is for fun, duh. Like, like you need to have fun with some friends. Some of us are way too serious. 
I'm one of those people who tends to walk through life super focused and serious. And Robin, every now and then, we're at dinner with other people, and she like nudges me, and she's like, you look like you're so uncomfortable. Relax. And I'm like, I don't know how to relax. Like, the food needs to get over there, and I want to make sure. And she's like, just relax. And I'm like, well, I can't just, like, sit at the dinner table. Like, you got to sit up straight, and you got to look presentable. And she's like, oh, my gosh, who did I marry? Like, some of us need to have a little bit more fun with friends. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're like me, and you tend to be so serious and fixed on life and worried about the next thing and getting better and doing that and that, and, and maybe you just need to have some friends that you can just enjoy life with. Dinner parties, backyard barbecues. You don't even need the grill at this time of year. I mean, you can just like use the sidewalk, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever you need. So, uh, fun. Number two are real. Um, we've gotta be real with one another honest and transparent and open to one another. And some of us, um, and I've been, bless you, and um, some of us, uh, <laughs> trying to be a good friend, some of us, um, some of us wear masks, even with the people who know us the best, because we're worried that we're going to end up all alone, and that someone's not going to like what they see if they see the real me. There's some of us who just struggle with that, and so we just try to do what we think other people like, and we're not, op- like, we're not honest, we're not open. Some of us as friends aren't honest with challenging one another and being open to challenges. Proverbs um, says this, and it's talking about the wounds, but like the, the honest truth that we can speak to one another, and God wants to use us in one another's life in this way, and it's hard, it's difficult, but an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Now, think about that. Like, being open to someone who would hold us accountable to something and the wounds that that might cause, the, the, the hurt that that might cause, is so much better than just surrounding us with people who always tell us what we want to hear. Oh, it got quiet. <laughs> the heartfelt counsel of a friend is good and sweet for our lives. Listen, I, I, I told you, like, I was raised to be independent. That is not a good way for me to live. I need some people to speak truth into my life. I need people to call me out when I'm doing things that, that are not healthy for me or other people. I need friends that I can open myself to and who will be honest with me, even if it hurts, even if it hurts. To say, Matt, you're, you're doing this, and I, I believe that, like, and they do it in a, in, a, in a heartfelt way. I mean, it's not like, hey, um, so none of you invite me to lunch, and we sit down, and you're like, hey, Matt, I made a list. I got some things that I want to talk to you about. and lay it. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about someone who's heartfelt and who walks through life with us and sits down and goes, Matt, man, I've just noticed some things that um, maybe would be helpful for you to pay attention to. So real, fun, real. Um, I, more into the cheesiness, invested invested. Some of us um, haven't yet invested in order to, to develop 
like real meaningful lifelong friends. We're like on the edge, and if it benefits us, awesome. If it costs us something, we don't know that we want to go all in. Like we're just kind of standing back and we're waiting and wondering. Um, here's, here's what uh, Proverbs says about this, that um, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Now think about what uh, this means. What he's saying is the, the author here and what scripture is kind of building into us is this idea that like that deep friendship is so invested that even when family walks away, I will be with you. Even when your family turns your back, I am so invested in this that I'm not going to walk away. You hurt me, you forget me, you push me away. Like, I'm, I'm so invested that I'm going to stick closer than a brother. So fun, real, invested. Uh, e, encouraging. Encouraging. You like encouragement, don't you? Do you like encouragement? Like, everybody <laughs> likes to be encouraged. Like, um, we all like encouragement. We all love when we're doing something and somebody notices and they go, Matt, like that, you're in, you're in the right place. Like, God is using you in that way. Like, I think about all the time, like some of the different people in our church that are doing things and serving in different ways and... Um, I mentioned this in the first service, Greg Berger, who plays guitar over here, that's why I'm looking over here, Greg Berger, who plays guitar over here, is um, uh, someone who, like, I see him playing guitar, but beyond him playing guitar, I see him show up during the week to help do things like set the stage and ask questions like, do you need anything? I'm available. And what's really sad about that is I see it, but I don't say anything. But it feels so much better if I say, Greg, man, that means so much when you show up during the week. Like, that's God using you in ways that you don't know. I mean, that encouragement will mean something. Like, those things mean something to us when someone encourages us. And you know what's crazy? If you handwrite a, a card, like if you actually write something, you see something and you write something, you can put like this little, it's called a stamp. You put it on the front and somebody will deliver it for you to their house. How awesome is it when you open a card and someone has written something to encourage you because they noticed what you did? That's powerful. That's a friend. Like we've lost the art of encouragement. Um, some of you do it really well. So I'm, this isn't for everybody, but some of you do that really well. You encourage. Um, the end. So um, the end is uh, near, and it has to do with proximity. And I think this is one of the greatest uh, challenges of the, the social media generation is that we have filled our social life with tons of friends, none of who really know us, or, or few that really know us. And we play in that sphere oftentimes, but friendship, like real friendship, and I'm not saying there's it's all bad because social media is good in so many, so many ways. It's, it's a good tool in many ways. However, like real deep friendships, like proximity is important. At just the right time, think about this, at just the right time when God was looking down at the world, he didn't just speak a word to fix the challenges that were going on. At just the right time, he sent Jesus Christ to be, this is a key word, with us. 
which becomes a model that we are to be with one another. Like there's a physical proximity to friendship, uh, to be with one another, near time, space, the be with factor. And then the D, deliberate, um, intentional, to not just like go with the flow and, and find ourselves um, just kind of jumping on a train and we have no idea where it's going. Now, some of you are sevens and like you just are the life of the party and you'll just go wherever anybody, but like to be intentional about some things in your life and in your friend groups. Um, many of you, will, you've heard this. This comes from the Bible in Proverbs. Uh, it says this, just as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another but it takes intentionality. Like, it doesn't just happen. Like, for us to sharpen one another, we have to be accountable to one another and intentional on how we do that. And that kind of friendship, um, that kind of investment, that kind of sharpening and intentionality, that leads to what we all need in life. And that's community, every single one. So we go through those, like, loneliness pieces, all the things that are happening. And listen, church, God positioned the body of believers to be a community that opened its doors so that people might find life in Christ first and foremost, but also life with one another in a place where they can be loved and supported and built up and encouraged and all those different things. It's so important. So do you want to know the secret sauce so you're sitting here like me, and you're like, what's the secret sauce? Because all that sounds awesome. What's the secret sauce to build those kind of friendships? Because I think if I asked the question, all of us would be like, yeah, I, wanna, I want that kind of friend. I want to be that kind of friend. What's the secret sauce? You ready? Here it is. This is, uh, I didn't go to Duke, but here it is. Um, be the kind of friend you wish you had. It's amazing what happens when we start to do the kind of things we wish other people would do for us. It's amazing what happens. Man, this is like what Jesus Christ did for us. It's amazing what happens when rather than focusing on what we're not getting, we focus on what we can give. It's amazing what happens when we, be, we start to be the kind of friend we wish we had. And I think if we can do that, if we can be intentional about that, like if we can, if we can start to invest and be close and invite and take a risk, I think if we can do that, we will begin to look around and see that there are more friends than we thought we, we knew we had. And things will begin to develop. And it's not an overnight fix, right? I mean, you, you can't get that kind of friend overnight, but if you start acting in the ways in which something that you want another friend, it's amazing what God will do. So, so he, one more time, I want to give you this um, cheesy acronym of friend. And I want to challenge you to pick one or two, not six, pick one or two that you would, like, maybe as I've been walking through the, I mean, you just know, like, I'm just not very good at that, and I need to work on that. Um, maybe that's the Holy Spirit, like, like kind of nudging you in a direction. Maybe pick one or two and just kind of circle it and, and write it. You can write it in your journal or put it in your notes on your phone or do something where that's in front of you. And come back to it every morning for the next couple of weeks and see if God won't form something in you to be that kind of friend. That's what God wants to do. He wants to transform us. He doesn't want to give us difficult things and say, good luck with that. He actually wants, by his spirit, to form us into 
what he's called us to be so that we can be what Jesus was to a world that's lonely and looking for community to invest in. So just pick one or two. Uh, like I said, your journal will help walk through some different things with that. And let's, church, let's be the church. Let's be a community, a gathered community that makes space for people, invites people in, invests in one another, encourages one another, sharpens one another, accountable, those, those sorts of things that we all need in our life.